everyone and welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym, and what I usually like to do here at the podcast is I bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have an in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality with me. But this time, I am presenting to you a live podcast recording that we did on February, Monday, February the 10th, at the Bad Dog Theatre. This was a co-production with the lovely folks at the Sonar Network, and I welcomed uh, two of the comedians from the Sonar Network. We had Griffin Toplitsky from the Kill to Death podcast, and we had Everardo Ramirez from the My Gorgeous Son podcast, all together with headmistress of the Ritual Chamber, Shahirzad, and Ritual Chamber dominant, Domina Dolly. So if you are enjoying, you know, the funny things that are happening in this episode, I would definitely encourage you to listen to those other podcasts on the Sonar Network. I'd like to mention also we had Rachel Manson from the Tarson Craft podcast open up the show, who you will not hear on this recording, but just trust me, she's a very funny lady. So yes, before we get started, just one huge thank you to the folks at the Bad Dog Theater, uh, everyone at the Sonar Network, and uh, our tech, Kai Green. Uh, who we uh, give a a sick burn to about halfway through because they kind of bungled up the opening of the show. (laughs) And uh, a huge thanks to the live audience. They're absolutely fabulous. And um, yes, to you, the listener, I hope you also enjoy this recording. And we hope to do uh, some sort of a live recording in the future because this turned out uh, so fabulously. So I do hope you enjoy, and we'll see you next time. For all the listeners just tuning in, we have two fantastic comedians here from the Sonar Network, and we have two fantastic dominatrices here from the Ritual Chamber, and I'm just going to kind of throw us all together in a room for this lovely audience here for the Sonar Network show. Hello, everyone in the audience! Maybe we could start uh, with just kind of introducing ourselves. Perhaps, why don't we... I think I have to start with the headmistress. She's definitely at the top of the ranks. <laughs> okay, then. Um, hi, everybody. So, yeah, my name is Headmistress Sharzad, and I've been a pro-dom here in Toronto for almost 20 years. Uh, about 10 years ago, I founded the Ritual Chamber, and uh, I get to uh, have wonderful, uh, sexy, lovely people who work with me, as, as in these two and several others, um, and it's been a fabulous ride. How about you, Ms. Dolly? I'm Dolly, longtime pervert. I've been at Prodom for one year, though. Um, and I'm very happy to be working with these two. Yeah, I've also been, uh, I, I go by the name Lady Pym, which is very different than my given name, Aaron Pym. Uh, <laughs> I'm not How did you land on that? <laughs> it's a lot, a lot of thinking, deciding. Um, and uh, I've been at the Ritual Chamber just over a year as well. Griffin Toblitsky. Uh I'm Griffin. <laughs> Uh, I'm interested I, in what you're going to say next. I once had like a close friend in a very friendly way uh, tell me that it was impossible to think of me as a sexual being. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they meant it just as a casual thought. <laughs> and that's kind of stuck with me. <laughs> Let's get one more all for Griffin. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to rack up so many of those. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my name is Everardo. I do a, a improv podcast called My Gorgeous Son, and it is uh, nothing I would assume like this podcast. There's a daddy. I assume this was a scheduling error uh, to have me here, but I am excited to to be here and to uh, uh, learn about a, a world I don't I know absolutely nothing about. Yeah, to just be to be clear, how much exact, uh, you know, kink knowledge uh, experience do the two of you guys have? Collectively? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Do you want to confer? We, we've all clicked a little too far before, you know, and, and, stay, and lingered a bit on certain websites. But, 
But really, I don't know a lot about about this or really what you guys do. Uh, I will say being tagged in the promotion of this show opened my eyes to a, a world of Twitter <laughs> that I was not ready for and neither were my coworkers <laughs> at work, who, by the way, is my sister. <laughs> but uh, no, it's great. I, I, that's exciting. I like it. It's um, do we have maybe any uh, very beginning basic questions that are on your minds that you would like to ask uh, Shahrazad and Dolly? Just right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, where, should, where do we need to start? <laughs> well, first, I just, so headmistress is that, like you're the boss. I am the boss. You're, so you are, <laughs> do you hire and fire mistresses? I do hire and fire mistresses. What it's, is it's like herding cats sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love these guys actually. Meow. Um, so, I do hire and fire, yes. So what is the what is the criteria you look for? Like what makes a good dog? Oh, what makes a good dog? That's Thank a great question, Griffin. That's a great question. Yes. Um, a whole Let's lot. give an awe yeah. for Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent question from the virgin over there. Okay. <laughs> Okay. In the, in, the <laughs> in the event that you know anyone who wants, no. Um, so when I hire doms, I hire people who are creative. I hire people who have imagination. I hire people who like having multiple personalities, um, because <laughs> because there's many, many, many different roles that we can ha- we can hold and we can explore as pro doms, and there are as many different kinky fantasies as there are people accessing these kind of services so um people who like people people who are kinky as fuck themselves uh people who yeah like like exploring a lot of different faces of themselves and like holding that space for other people yeah Yeah. so how would you determine that about someone is it done through like regular interview process like they hand you a resume and i brought a resume (laughs) you weren't supposed (laughs) to bring a resume I was wondering. <laughs> it stayed in my purse. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to tell her I brought this. <laughs> oh, you brought a resume? What would be on a dog? <laughs> like, just in case she asks, I want to be like really on it, you know? Some people bring me resumes. It's rare. Most people say, I have no experience. I want to work for you. <laughs> and I go, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, it's, uh, for some reason, this is the only job that people think they can apply for with no experience. I don't know why. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> uh, the interview process. Oh, yeah, the interview process. So I, I am a pretty good judge of character, I guess, after about 20 years. Um, I have a good sense of whether somebody's got, like, you basically have to be your own boss. You have to be, uh, you know, entrepreneur entrepreneurial minded you have to um, love what you do um, and so I can usually tell within about 15 minutes of chatting with somebody whether or not they'll uh, they'll do well or not okay uh, yeah. what are we at right now uh, just for me what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I'm gonna have to audition you <laughs> I oh I do want to want to know when people like uh, are all doms assertive in their in their everyday life as well, or or I'm baby? Yeah, ba- yeah, baby. I'm baby okay. as well okay. for sure. Yes, but you can be. Um, um, I think dominance. A lot of people know it as looking one way, um, but in reality, it can look like lots of different ways. You can mm-hmm. be a, a soft dom. A soft you know. Dom. So what would yeah. what would a soft dom be? Oh, oh my God! Yeah. It can be. It can look so many different ways. It can, you can do it in a nurturing way, in a maternal way, in a sweet way, in a playful way, in a fun, funny way. Like y'all know, I'm 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 married to a, to a comedian. I like the sillies a lot. Um, and a lot of my sessions, I'm we're laughing the whole time. Yeah. Do you have a set? <laughs> yeah, I have a tight five. That okay. I can, yeah, 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 yeah. That I just rhyme like off a at the beginning. Sexy tight five. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really tight five. <laughs> but 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 also I would say you know just uh, to to riff off that as well is that you know we we all have many faces like you're not the same person with your lover as you are with your parents as you are with the convenience store clerk right so unfortunately so I am this boring <laughs> <laughs> okay then <laughs> almost everyone I meet you're, you're not but, hired then unfortunately yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> But, uh, you know, we all have different faces. So, you know, there are, there are the side of ourselves that is dominant can come out with other people who really love and get turned on by the fact that we are tra- dominant in those moments. Yeah. Mm. I'm a Gemini, so, like, very much so can be a comedian. Yeah, all, a chameleon. Um, all the personalities can code switch like crazy. Is that what Gemini is? They're just all the other ones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. 
that's easy. <laughs> yeah, now you know. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, I think um, you need to be authentic for sure. You can't just like be playing characters that um, are not in some way grounded in reality or, or are taken from your personality. But you so can do lots of different do lots of different ways. So, sorry, do you do you view when you're doming are you, like as in character? Is that how you approach it? Mm, yes and no. So, so what I would say to that is, is many people think that being a dominant is like stepping into a role, like you'd be stepping into a character, and you can conceive of it in that way. But I think for most people, um, if dominance is not something that you uh, get to explore a lot in your everyday life, it might feel like you're stepping into a role. But we all have parts of our lives where we're in charge of things. We all have parts of our lives where we are being assertive, where we are in control of something. And so it's not so much like, ooh, I'm going to you know, become Mickey Mouse. It's like, how can I... Um, tap into the channel of myself that is dominant and pull that out into the forefront of my being right now. Right. Do you, do you mm. think everyone could do that? Yes. That's, I do. That's interesting. Bold like statement. <laughs> I think it's just like when you're a kid and you're playing, it's like, and the imagination you get to have with that. And I think, yeah, anybody could do it from that sense. And I feel like it's weird to talk about kids in this way, but. <laughs> <laughs> kids can be doms. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I was that kid. <laughs> the, the way you guys are talking about this, it sounds actually a lot like improv. It's, yeah, it, it sounds is. like improv. In a way. Oh, my God. From a person that has kind of one foot in that world and one foot in this world, it, I see so many parallels, honestly. Like, uh, for people that are interested in being, um, you know, doming, even just like in your own personal lives with your own partner, uh, one of my main things that I recommend is take an improv class. Take a few improv classes. For sure, mm-hmm. because like especially if you're doing like a role play, that's like it's it's very similar, so similar. You don't want to go too hammy because then that ruins <laughs> it. Like you were saying, like yeah. that sounds exactly like improv. I don't know. Like, I love going too hammy. I tell you, okay, okay. I did. I'll tell you about a role play I did recently. Well, I'll do our craziest role play story. Great, yeah. love it. I'll start. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Mall cops. <laughs> Okay, so when you think of mall cops... Yeah, I've got one yeah. specific one in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, Blart. Aaron Blart mall yeah. carp. Okay. Um, and, and uh, yeah, like, so I was like, okay, I can be a little, like, kind of low IQ maybe. Um, I can misplace the keys. I have an inflated sense of my own power. Like, all kinds of funny things I could draw on. I was like, oh, this is going to be the funniest thing in the world. And um, I'm so game. Yeah. Best yeah, role plays a, or well, funniest role plays for me? Yeah. Um, so actually last night I performed at an event where I created an interactive fetish performance game. Um, and it was called Dino Hunt, which was based on Duck Hunt, if you recall that game. Okay. okay but so I had, <laughs> I had one person suspended as a pterodactyl. And they you had know, just like the <laughs> Nintendo game. Duck hunt. <laughs> and uh, they had an insertable egg in them, and people <laughs> had to shoot them before the egg fell out and the dinosaurs reproduced. Wow. <laughs> that, Was that it a success? Like, uh, somebody won a gift card, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, that's the kind of awesome. spectacle that an improv show needs, <laughs> I think. <laughs> You are you are hoping an egg comes out of no one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure is that. Do you have a funniest role oh play? Oh my in god. Life? I don't know about funniest, but the most intense role play I ever did was where I was role playing um, a psychiatric nurse alongside another dom who was also role playing my uh, psychiatric orderly nurse in training and we did this whole scene where um, this uh, this fellow did not want to be spoken to directly so the whole scene was <laughs> me training my nurse and saying look you know so this is what we do we take them and we put them up against the wall and we pat them down and then we put them in the bathtub and we clean them and then we take them and we put them in a straitjacket and we so I had this whole like uh, you know training uh, session with this nurse um, and, and he didn't say a word the entire time, but it was obviously very into it. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you you kind of had to be there. I don't know. <laughs> Do you guys I, ever feel like you're bombing while doming? Oh, yeah. Like oh. It's like not going, and Sometimes. you're like, fuck, what am I doing? Pulling out like the big stops or whatever. 
Sometimes, I mean, especially like uh, when I wasn't so experienced, um, one of the tricks that I would do when I'm like, oh God, where's this narrative going? <laughs> or like, I just feel myself monologuing and just like, just saying like garbage. Uh, <laughs> one of my tricks that I would use is I would start asking them questions. I'm like, yeah, you fucking talk. You you put in some of this work. Like, I'm not going to stand here and do everything. So you're doing crowd work on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing tonight, sir? Uh, <laughs> is this your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> and get them, like, you know, get another head in here. Like, it should be a collaboration. That's how I see it. Like, even in a professional session where they're technically paying me for this service, I'm like, no, like, you need to be, you need to show up too. You need to be present, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, I would imagine they're fairly custom tailored, a session, right? Depending on who who is paying for it. Like it's, yeah, it's designed for them. Every session is bespoke <laughs> because each of your creative perverted brains is completely different. <laughs> and so, you know, everybody comes to us with a completely different script and different, uh, different turn-ons. So, yeah. Though sometimes um, the person has no idea and that's actually kind of common true. where they literally have no idea what they want to do and they're giving you no information to go off of. So I kind of do have like a standard kind of a, you know, uh, beginner, like, An taster platter. Kit. Yeah, like, I do yeah. kind of have that in like my back pocket. you do general in first year. Exactly! <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, Griffin, do you have a funniest role play that you want to share with us? Ooh, maybe someday. Uh, <laughs> 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 it is going to be funny. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I've ever, yeah, really gone into... Like you're saying, a character, maybe like different parts of it. No, nothing crazy, no eggs, yeah. no no, egg. no uh, suspended pterodactyls. <laughs> no, I genu, I I have nothing for this. Do you have an idea of something that might be fun? An like idea of a role play, I would like. From what we've talked about, are you like, oh, here's an idea? Uh, well, I think I prefer shooting at a pterodactyl to just getting trained as a nurse. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> what would be fun? You know what? No, I know that like. The general thing, like all the stereotype of role plays, like librarian or like nurse or things, like people you see try in movies, mm-hmm. I f- none of those appeal to me. I know that. All right. I have very little interest in that. Yeah, they're called the archetypes, and that's totally valid. Yeah, that you, you none of the archetypes resonate with you. Or, or how about, I, have, is it ever, have you ever thought about a fantasy where you're on a stage doing a live podcast with oh, yeah. another comedian <laughs> and three dominatrices? <laughs> And yeah. then suddenly Keep the going. scene starts to change where you think you're being interviewed or you think you're asking <laughs> questions, but then suddenly you're being interrogated about your splashing. fantasies. Finished. And the next Thank thing you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and sometimes that happens too. Um, <clears throat> Everardo, do you have something to contribute for funniest role play? I, I don't, don't think I'm much of a role play guy or character guy, and I, I feel like this is the same reason why I'm so bad at improv. Like I don't <laughs> think I can I can't fully like get out of my own head, you know, to like mm. c- get in try something or or get into some, something. Yeah, that that's uh, pretty common. I feel like uh, people like are just like, what do I say? Am I doing it right? Uh, what are they thinking? Am I, you know, like just, uh, would you two agree that that's very common that people get into your, their heads? Totally. I just, ha- t- I feel like I just keep talking and then eventually <laughs> something happens. <laughs> <laughs> it know. comes around again. And yeah. What I do at the beginning of my sessions usually, because people usually are nervous and are very in their head, yeah. um, I get them to uh, kind of just drop into their body with like some breath work and stuff like that. That tends to like kind of calm down people a little bit and also just um, put their focus somewhere else rather than like a narrative in their head. They're like, I'm like, pay attention to this part of your body, now this part, now this like, part. Like an improv warm up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's do a little wow. clap focus and then um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, get, we'll be ready to Every go. one of your sessions starts with zip zaps up and then some mind melt. <laughs> Maybe we can start um, back over here with Shahrazad uh, um, uh, talking about maybe our specialties. Is that something that might... Oh, yeah. I, you might yeah. be interested in You can in specialize. You yeah, can absolutely <laughs> specialize. So, you know, so doms tend to go one of two routes. They tend to be either generalists, in which case they get really good at a lot of different things, or they tend to have their own, like, 
special thing that they love doing more than anything else. So, I mean, I am a generalist, but I would say my specialties at this point, I get sought after for these really complicated mindfuck scenes because I really like the psychology of BDSM. So Can you explain like, to Griffin and oh, Erardo a mindfuck? <laughs> mindfuck, yes. In case we don't know. Just in case. So a mindfuck yeah. <laughs> is where you lead someone to believe that something is taking place that isn't actually taking place. So, for example, I mean, before the show, um, what I did was I rigged your chairs <laughs> so that there is a dildo that's going to come out at I some point it. during the show. It's true, okay. I saw it. Um, and so I don't want to... I just I don't want to like uh, freak you guys out because you don't know when it's going to happen. Um, but at some <laughs> point during the show, that might happen. Uh, Kaya helped us um, rig it up. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it might not work. So, so I feel <laughs> 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 oh, Kaya Greenberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey. But anyway, no, no, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) They're into it. That was great. (laughs) With the (laughs) blah, blah, blah. Do you have specialties, Dolly? Do you consider yourself more of a generalist as well? I consider myself more of a generalist, but I would say I'm more known for rope bondage. I have skills in things like needles. I really enjoy doing um, gender affirmation and exploration scenes with people as a non-binary person. Okay, I kind of want to uh, go through each one of those. Okay. So, rope, rope bondage. bondage. Uh, Pterodactyl stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, then never mind. I know what it is. <laughs> uh, so, I, I, I am the the visual I have uh, is like someone suspended from the ceiling and like several ropes around them and like kind of flesh bulging through. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, do it. you have to like know knots? to do that like like a boy scout might have yeah. to memorize knots or you something have to know, yeah you have to know like certain knots it's actually like you really only need to know one knot but if you want to get crazy you can know more than one you got to know a lot of tensions which are technically not knots but sorry mm. to be a nerd about it um and lots of like <laughs> lots of important um info about people's bodies and um, like about nerves and um, like, like where that. you can safely tie them to the exactly. ceiling. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and what is a safe uh, rig to put someone on as well? So when wow. you when you say you're you're like one of your main things is rope bondage. It's you tying others up. Yes. Do you also enjoy the reverse of like? Yeah, I actually uh, started as a rope bottom about eight years ago, and I've been doing that in performances quite often. Um, and then about five years ago, I decided to start tying myself and tying other people. And it's been like really amazing to see it from both sides of that. Is there either one you enjoy more? Um, I'm really enjoying tying people these days. I feel like rope bottoming is a lot of work. Actually, like a lot more than the topping. Okay, so I, like I don't know if physically, we, yeah. I don't know if we can get too personal on this. And I hope this isn't. Uh, Ask a question and you can choose to answer okay. or not answer it, Dolly. Uh, w- what is the psychology, what do you enjoy about tying somebody up? I love um, the level of trust happening. Um, I get super hyper-focused, which is a really nice thing for my brain to feel. Um, and just seeing the person's reactions and, and like helping them through these difficult or... Um, different scenarios that can be pretty challenging for people. I really enjoy that and like the the lasting mm. effect of that. Cool. Super serious. That is like, like kind of kind of being like the, the the professor in the situation. Yeah. 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 Like, I like explaining board games to people. <laughs> <laughs> I I really do like that role when it's a new board game and people don't know and I'm like oh no I can answer all these questions. <laughs> I was unprompted. Hey, (laughs) wait till Aaron says. (laughs) Um, And the second thing you said, Dolly, was needles. Mm. I'm sure people are kind of interested in that, perhaps. Needles. Yeah. In what what way might we use needles in a doming scene? So I think people think about needles as the super medical thing, and I kind of don't view them as that. It's just like... They can also be sewing. Yeah, you could also be sewing. Um, <laughs> or, you know, like the, the w- I don't know if you, when you were a kid, if you used to like put the poppies in your skin on uh, when you would get them from school. Uh, that was just... I mean, by okay. accident, yes. <laughs> I, I, would, I would purposely do that. Um, 
<laughs> and uh, mm. yeah, it's just like a intense experience for people. Um, it produces a lot of endorphins. It can be challenging, and I and I think that's what people are getting out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, but you push you push pins into people. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. So I, <laughs> I also know nothing about acupuncture, but how yeah. close is that? Uh, I they're very different things. Like acupuncture is like mm. going in, and I'm kind of just l- lacing through the surface of skin. So that makes oh, okay, yeah. like the outer layer yeah, almost. Like I'm not going down in. Do you like? Do you go from like one side? Okay, for the listener at home, mm-hmm. uh, like one side of your arm right to the other, and it like comes out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I actually took. Um, I'm getting more into topping needles as well. Nice. Um, I'm not very experienced. Ha- probably half as experienced as Dolly is. However, I took a, a really eye-opening workshop recently, um, and I'm interested in topping them. But I also just wanted to try one, like just to see how it felt. Which I feel as a dom is important uh, that you experience what you're, you know, uh, delivering to your bottom at least once, or at least in a small way. So I took one. Um, like right here, my friend did it to me. Uh, and I think that uh, I probably shouldn't have gotten it in the spot where you'd normally get a shot. <laughs> because that's exactly what it felt like and what I like uh, thought, I was like, oh yeah, it's a needle. I, I don't like it. <laughs> but also, what else would it feel like? Um, <laughs> I guess well, we'll f- I don't know. Depending on the depth and whatnot, it can feel lots of different ways. And be- depending where you're putting it, what mm. gauge the needle is, it can all feel very different. I feel like I would have maybe liked my experience, say, if I did it at the top of my thigh, which most people were doing, but I just considered this a safe place. But I was like, oh, no, that's a stupid idea. Now I just am relating it to, like, having a sore arm after a shot, which is... Right. But I feel like if I did it somewhere else, I would have actually kind of found something uh, positive about it. So if, if that's your specialty, then do you know exactly what kind of gauge and where exactly on the person to deliver what they want? I mostly just aim, I mostly just aim for people's backs or like thick, meaty areas. Um, yeah, and like where common places. So, so thick that I'm very concerned. Um, right. Where are common places for a person to get needles done? I would say needle play like done. thighs, yeah. upper back. Um, you can get them, I think, pretty much almost anywhere there's skin. Um, I would avoid the penis probably. I know some people are more Me too. skilled in that. <laughs> um, but I'm not at a place where I feel super educated on nerves in the penis. But balls Fair I'm enough. good with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you a little story about needles and penises yeah. if you wish. That's <laughs> what we're here for. Would we like to hear that? Yes, we would. I'd like would. to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Since we're on the topic, <laughs> um, I have a guy who is a very hardcore cock and ball torture fanatic. Fanatic. And so one day he asked if we could do something really creative with his testicles. And so I said, sure, we're going to turn them into a porcupine. Ooh. And so I just, I'm just watching the expression yeah, on their faces. Are, are we okay over there? You're okay? <laughs> Still doing? Uh, breathe, guys. Slowly this is blanching. interested. <laughs> He's slowly blanching. So when you, put, when you put needles in testicles, you don't put them through the, <laughs> the eggs. The, you know what I'm talking you know, right. You know what I'm talking about. You put the them dinosaur th- eggs. <laughs> the dinosaur eggs. You put them through the skin. Uh, you know, and so by the time we were done, we had about, I think, probably 60 needles through his testicles, all sticking up every which way, and uh, and and yeah, and he took one look at that, and and he was very proud of himself. You know, he <laughs> he came to me, he came to me, and, and he said, "I'm into CBT," and so I would do you know the odd thing here and there, and he'd be like, "You know, I can take more than that," and I said, "Are you sure?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like. I stuck needles through my own testicles one day. And I said, really? He goes, yeah, I, I drove a nail through my own testicles one day. I said, what? It's oh, no, no, no. an Eminem anyway, song. <laughs> things you yeah. don't want to know. I said, here, l- how about we do this in a way that's a little bit more hygienic? <laughs> so wow. anyway, but yeah. Uh, somebody, so, somebody told me once on the, on the topic of needles that uh, if, you know, if, you t- if taking a spanking is like a number of beers over the course of an evening and, you know, you get progressively slowly happier and happier as the evening goes on, that taking needles is like doing tequila shots. Um, <laughs> so if you, if, you get, uh, if you get a whole bunch of needles in you that suddenly you're really, really, really happy and you're not quite sure how you got that way um, because it releases a whole lot of chemicals into the bloodstream very quickly. 
Yeah, wow. sometimes you can really like just put one needle in and you can just see their eyes dilate and their body relax and then like exhale out. It's really beautiful. So would you recommend <laughs> 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 Would you recommend that kids try putting needles through their ball sacks instead of <laughs> doing drugs? <laughs> Is it safer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us no. <laughs> want the liability of do not, that question. <laughs> do not try this at home, kids. Hey everyone, I want to tell you a little bit about our new sponsor, Hi. Now, Hi, that's H I I I, is a dating app with icebreaker games and quizzes for creative, fun, and interesting people, just like yourselves. What I like about the app is that the games give you something to talk about and also show off your personality in the process. So it's a little bit like getting to know somebody over your favorite board game. My favorite game to play on the app is Exquisite Corpse. So that's the one where you draw a picture together. So basically every match that I get, I'm sending the first half of a drawing and I'm asking them to draw the second half for me. And you get this fun little picture. I'm absolutely obsessed with doing this. The other fun thing is that you can take a quiz that I wrote for Bedpost. It's called What Sex Toy Are You? And uh, I gotta tell you, I had a lot of fun writing it. So what you can do is go on over to HIII.com, that's HIII.com slash The Bedpost to download the app, take our quiz, and also just so they know we sent you. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Uh, cock and ball torture. Is that something that uh, either of you have done a lot of? Yes. <laughs> oh, all three. What is, what is the worst you have done? Or uh, the most pain you imagine you have caused? I think the needles and balls seems yeah. like the worst. <laughs> I was, was okay. going to say, you want me to go Good, harder, harder that than one. that? I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, another one. I did, a, did a, like, um, a kind of like we turned somebody's ball sack into one of those punching speed bags. Yeah. Um, Red Red Diamond, who works with us, is a is a she's a bodybuilder, and so she you know packs a a punch, and um, (laughs) so she and I uh, had this guy, and his legs were spread, and so we took turns using his balls as a as a speed bag, and then we made him sit in a in a basket of ice. Nice. (laughs) It was nice. That's thoughtful. It was. was It was very thoughtful of us afterwards, I thought, you know, to really allow him to cool himself off because... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For me, um, uh, obviously, CBT is, like, on a big spectrum. You can do it in very small ways as well, like when you're talking about... (laughs) Verbal abuse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a whole other component. But you can do just kind of, like, you know, nudging, flicking, um, just a little squeeze. Like, there's a huge spectrum there. For me, I think on the other side of the spectrum, it's probably like a huge kick. Like you kicks. have delivered a, a huge kick. Yeah, kicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. One fun story. Uh, once. <laughs> I, uh, so many were oh, remembering. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> we had two bottoms, um, and we tied their 
balls to each other and there was like a sort of tug of war game out of it. <laughs> Nobody won anything though. <laughs> no gift card that time. Did one of them win the tug of war at least? Yes, yeah, yeah, they, they won that, but like there was no prize. How far did they have to pull their partner? Um, I would say like, um, like a one feet? and a half of these squares. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Four feet? Yeah. <laughs> that seems, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a long square, I would say. <laughs> and going so back... how far I can stretch, I don't think I could. <laughs> no, they moved. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought yeah, it was like I a what are, you what are you picturing, Everardo? I'm picturing, like, stretching the ball sack like bubble gum, the width of that tile, which for listeners is... At least maybe half a meter or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which was al- I- impressive, I thought. But no, yours thing <laughs> makes <laughs> way more sense. <laughs> in, a t- in the term of physics also. <laughs> you you got to understand that we don't just do these things to people. They come to us and they say, I really enthusiastically want you to do these things to us. And that's yeah. when we happily oblige. We don't just spring things on people. Do you have like like a questionnaire they fill out? Like about like, do you want this? And they can be like, yes, no. Yes, we do. What, what, what we are do? So, Yeah, what are some of the questions? Because I'm like, I think that I am not into this world, but... When I think about it, like, I also eat a bag of sour Skittles until my mouth bleeds. So Is you that could ask something? That, that means you're, could that you're be a like masochist. A, you're like a masochist. No. <laughs> could that be a stepping stone to getting into this uh, No, that's interesting. World, that you say you know? that yeah, no, that's a good torture technique. I'll uh, buy a bag on my way home. Um, the, uh, what's available online, uh, we'll talk more specifically, but what you can do if you're kind of um, wondering how to start this discussion with like a new partner or something like that, there are a lot of yes, no, maybe lists that you can find online that list just like like legitimately hundreds of kinks and you could put yes, no, maybe. And then you look at each other's lists and like, oh, what we, what do we line up on? Um, so those things can definitely f- be found around town. On our okay. specific form, it's more of just like a general uh, question where we ask like, what, what kinks fetishes are you into? And yeah. what are your boundaries and all what the safety stuff? Yeah, all the boundaries, like boundaries, hard limits. What are your phobias? Do you have any triggers? What fantasy do you want to explore? Have you seen a prodom before? Because that'll say a lot about what their expectations are coming in. Yeah, what else? And uh, experience remember. level as well. Experience yeah. level, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But like, there are hu- hundreds and hundreds of kinks, and each right. kink has a, most of the kinks have a huge spectrum. So uh, for me, I feel like most people are a little kinky, but may just not um, be totally aware, or may not identify that way, uh, or may not have explored it. But I feel like it's pretty rare for somebody to not be kinky because there are hundreds and hundreds of kinks, you know, uh, and right. you can do it in tiny little ways. I don't know. That, that <laughs> might just be me. I agree. Because I'm a kinky AF. (laughs) Well, it's like uh, the definition of kink that I like is like it's creative sexuality. So it's it's sexuality that's not boring. So if you're into sexuality that's not boring, it's probably kinky to somebody, you know, or everything is kinky to somebody. So it's like it's really subjective. It's not like you got to look on the Internet and find the most extreme thing you can possibly find and be like, if I'm not into that, then I'm not kinky. Um, it's really, it's sort of a subjective definition. Right, like just like nibbling on an ear, would that like qualify as kinky? Absolutely. Hmm. Having <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been, I for sure have been with partners um, where I'm like, are you kinky at all? Are you like in anything? And they're like, no, 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 not at all, not at all. And then when we're in, <laughs> then when we're doing the damn thing, they're like, uh, can you talk about like other guys you fucked? <laughs> Why, yes, I can. <laughs> you cuckold, uh, like, <laughs> doy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I totally think, I totally have a broad definition of kink as well. Like, for me, it's kind of everything that is uh, not like this really heteronormative, in-the-box script that we've been kind of, we're cultured with. Like, anything other than that, essentially, I, might, I could consider kinky. So it's, like, really broad. Uh, what is what is the most common thing you're generally like asked for? For me, feet, feet stuff. Feet, okay. Yeah, I've heard of this. I think <laughs> fe- yeah, pe- pe- people know, know the feet thing. You know feet. Yeah, yeah. We've so all seen a Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> oh, exactly. Movie oh my before. god. Don't get my husband started. He's <laughs> he loves to tell people how Quentin Tarantino has some crazy foot fetish. Yeah, that he imposes on all his viewers. What is? What do you think? <laughs> 
people like about feet? There are a lot of different... First of all, they're, uh, just like uh, we were saying, there's a huge spectrum. Like Some people are in it for the aesthetics of like a shoe. Some people aren't interested in a shoe unless there was a foot in it. Some people uh, like to smell like natural odors of the foot. Some people specify that they want like polished polished toes and super clean and like no calluses. Some people like really stinky feet. Some people like uh, uh, the foot to be in fishnets or in stockings or in like dirty gym socks or only barefoot. Some people, you know, just want to smell them and caress them. Some people just want to massage them. Some people want them in their mouth. Some people want to be like completely gagging on one. Like you can do so much even just with like the one kink foot fetish. Was that your question? What was uh, your question? Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> the, an- the answer is there's not one way people like feet. Totally. Yeah, 100%. Is it also feet for you guys? Do you get feet? I get, I get feet quite often. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love foot fetish sessions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, do, you, do you feel like you yourself enjoy feet? Definitely. Well, I, I, I enjoy receiving foot worship, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Jesus was a foot fetishist. Now, l- <laughs> l- <laughs> Let me ask you this, though. If you're on an airplane and the person sitting next to you is wearing sandals, does that bother you? Because that is something that bothers me, personally. <laughs> you don't have a foot fetish. <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, and going on is like um, whether you like topping or bottoming or you like switching or you like... Like for me, I feel uh, fairly neutral about, about uh, receiving foot fetish um, and I only like it in very specific ways under very specific circumstances. But like for topping, I'm like, yes, let me do all the things with my feet to you. Like, so you can have you know, different boundaries on like different parts of it as well. And like each side of the coin can be different. I have a question, and I don't know if this is too personal. Feel free to not answer it if it is. But when you guys, like, after a long day's work and you get home, like, is your regular life more like vanilla, I guess, uh, than work? Like, or, (laughs) I don't know. Do you know what what I mean? Like, when you do it at home, are you, like, in leather and stuff like that? Or, like, yes. Yes, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it, like, work to you, you know? Uh, I'm I'm a poly person, so I have different partners. So uh, some partner is yes, and some partner is no. Okay. It's arranged. Because I imagine like Billy Joel probably doesn't like singing, you know, <laughs> Piano Man at a Christmas party. <laughs> but he probably does it anyway, though. You know what he what I mean? <laughs> is that kind of like what your life is between work and home? I couldn't have put it better <laughs> myself. <laughs> Um, what are other, uh, I like that question of like, what are the most common fetishes that were requested for? Do you have others that you are besides feet? I would okay. say like the gender affirmation, uh, feminization stuff. Yeah. So tell, tell us about that. Cause I'm sure uh, maybe people in the room and most definitely, uh, Griffin and Everardo <laughs> might uh, need a little explanation. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so sometimes there's people who, like, for whatever reason, can't express um, their gender in their day-to-day life, and I get to share that experience with them, and I feel like it's really special. So is it it just, would it just be like talking about your experiences? Sometimes sometimes it would be them talking about their experiences, sometimes it would be like dressing them up, sometimes it's just using the correct pronouns. Um, and and then doing you know some fun stuff along with that and like layering that on. Yeah, that can look cool. a few like there are a couple of kinks that are kind of related. There's like feminization, masculinization, sissification is kind of close-ish, dollification. Those are all kind of on similar spectrum, on the yeah. same. Sp- that they and play with gender and from like different um, headspeds or yeah heads. Intentions, um, and some want to feel like very humiliated while it's happening. Some just like want it to feel affirming and nice. Um, that sounds very like therapeutic, almost. Like uh, I feel like you have to know a lot of the psychology Ooh. of people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I would say it's pretty therapeutic for a lot of people, and just like a nice, uh, validating experience for people who don't get to do that in their day to day life. Do you think uh, do people use you guys for that sometimes about like talking about their life and their their issues because they like feel like they can confide in you? 
Yeah, there's like a, a really intense um, intimacy and trust that happens right away when we're doing BDSM with each other. And I think it just, some people just, it all just kind of flows out after that. Because like, you can have these like really cathartic experiences. You can like even start crying out of the blue sometimes. And um, you just kind of unlock things sometimes with people. And sometimes it's just like a wild fun time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times, like oh, in my experience, I'm the first person that somebody has uh, divulged a secret with. Yeah, I'm that person a lot, especially in my job. Um, so I, I take that very seriously, even though like my domination is usually like fun and silly and all the things I've talked about before. I like take uh, the fact that they're being vulnerable and very truthful, and the fact that it's a very rare, special moment for them. I take that like very, very serious. Yeah, that's that feels like a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Did you know it would be such a big part of the job? Well, the, the slant of the ritual chamber, the way in which I, I uh, the, the thing that I am most passionate about is providing a space for where people can explore in a way that is, that is cathartic, that is therapeutic, that is holds a non-judgmental, shame-free space for people to explore. So when I hire people, one of the other things I look for is people who understand that and understand that they're holding a healer space for people, whether or not, you know, whether they're coming for entertainment or whether they're coming for a wild time or whether they're coming to, to go really deeply into an aspect of themselves um, either for catharsis or for a rite of passage or for some other uh, uh, deeper reason, um, that 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 is the that is the space that we cultivate at the ritual chamber. That's like something that's really important to me and to the people that I I work with. Cool. Yeah, you guys seem almost like uh, like skilled tradespeople. Like you have so many nice. different <laughs> we, facets we to your jobs, like uh, like <laughs> therapist almost. Uh, you have to know knots, which seems technical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost medical in some ways, needles. like the needles <laughs> stuff. There's like a, a lot to your your uh, job. Uh, <laughs> that's interesting to me. I don't yeah, know. I yeah. just don't, you know, like this is. Yeah, I, 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 so cute. Yes, <laughs> 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 isn't it? My partner is a contractor, and and I, you know, I look at at the number of different things that he uses for his job, and and he looks at the number of things that I use for my job, and we often compare tools. Um. Right. <laughs> yeah. What's what tool overlaps the most? <laughs> Drill bits. <I> don't know. <laughs> Pow power tools. <laughs> I don't know, um, but I do know that there's a dildo that you can screw on the end of a of a power drill, and uh, I feel like <laughs> I that saw would that be, video. That would be the marriage of both would, both worlds. So. Would you ever prank him by putting the dildo drill in his toolbox yes. one day? <laughs> Hell yes! Nice. I, I'm surprised actually. I haven't done that yet, but I, uh, so I'll add that April to my Fools list of things. April Fools is coming up. Yep. It could could be a hit. Just saying. It could be yeah. a hit. <laughs> Perhaps we can talk about, since we're saying about tools, what are our favorite implements and tools to use in sessions? Is that fun? Absolutely. <laughs> um, so my favorite tool, hands, well, okay, I have, a, I have a tie between two favorite tools. One of them is a single tail whip, and the other one is a knife. And um, yeah, I told you I like mind fucks. So, um, <laughs> so my knife is a is a lovely uh, steel dagger, and um, I really like binding people, and then uh, either blindfolding them or perhaps not blindfolding them, and dragging the knife along their skin, and making them stay very still while I do it, and Whoa. you know, along their neck and <laughs> etc. But um, and and then single tails. Which, and what which is a single quite, tail? A whip. single tail whip is sort of like the, the quintessential dominatrix whip that you'll see in every single you know tacky uh, you know graphic of a dominatrix right. on the internet. Like a Catwoman whip. Yeah, like a yeah. Catwoman whip. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> if you put it in Batman terms, oh, okay. we'll get Except it. perhaps yeah. not, not not quite that long, but yeah, <laughs> but something like that. How about you, Dolly? Your favorite implements or tools? I can't think of what my favorite implement is, but I've been really, really wanting to use a hammer lately. And In uh, what way? Okay, so if you want to do it's this... really only one way, <laughs> I feel like, to use a hammer. Yeah, we're... No, I don't think so. Yeah, I <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> okay, so if you want to do this mindfuck session with me, please tune out for the next, like, five minutes. Um... So a friend of mine was showing me YouTube videos, and one of them was a um, optical illusion thing where they had a person sitting at a desk, 
and their arm was on the table and they were painting the hand and they had a, a fake hand next to it that they were also painting and it kind of synced up their brains with the fake hand and then all of a sudden they smashed the hand with a hammer and the person was like ah and i just would really like to do that with somebody's dick <laughs> but like a fake dick yeah just so we're clear i i want to do that to a fake dick that sounds very fun <laughs> But the trick in that would be getting the person to confuse the fake dick with their dick. Yeah. yeah. I feel like dicks are, aren't 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 penises. I would assume so unique that that would be tough to it find the right a really fake basic plastic arm. Really? Like with yeah. So there's just something in the brain. Some, Some wires are getting yeah. crossed clearly. <laughs> this could be on just for laughs gags, in in some ways. The hand one or the penis yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. There are a lot, of, a lot of people dressed up as nuns on that <laughs> yeah. show. I don't know. Is that Just in some park in Montreal. In <laughs> yeah. We do Definitely. nuns also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do religious play too. Yeah. We, we have a, a, a very nice antique confessional that I mm-hmm. drove many hours to go find. <laughs> <laughs> if you're interested. Yeah, I mean, sure. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, Skittles, and then you yeah. go to the confession booth. <laughs> Skittles, so uh, um, what what is your favorite tool? Uh, my favorite tool, uh, I like a crop actually because um, what I is a crop uh, is like a riding crop. Like if you're familiar with horses, it's a, a long thing and then like a little loop on the end. So it's like that's you're getting it right by those mm. sound effects. Yeah, <laughs> that's accurate. <laughs> And it's kind of got a smallish end um, that I can get into nooks and crannies um, and whatnot and around people. Uh, uh, and it's just really good teasing tool. It's essentially uh, like a correction tool. So I like just giving a little like thwack um, if somebody's not doing the thing that I told them to or in the proper way or whatnot. Um, yeah, I'd can say you like use it like a lasso and like grab something. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. other tools for that. Um, not perhaps the crop, but... Unfortunately, there's no Batman villain that uses yeah. this tool, so... <laughs> it's a little hard to picture, but I think you... I know what you... Like a... <laughs> like what a mean teacher would use. Yeah! Like what probably Matilda's teacher has, <laughs> I assume. Sure! Yeah, I think Miss Trenchable does have a crop, yeah. Does she? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have confirmation. Mm. Okay, I'm getting a light from Kaya. Would I be able to open up to the audience for a couple questions, or are we totally out of time? Very much out of time. Okay. Uh, can everybody give a huge round of applause uh, once again, Everardo from My Gorgeous Son podcast? Hello. Yes. Hello. Griffin from the Kill to Death podcast. <laughs> Headmistress Sharazad from the Ritual Chamber. And Domina Dolly from the Ritual Chamber. Everyone, I'm Erin Pym, and this has been the Bedpost Podcast. Let's give a huge round of applause to everyone who helped co-produce this with me, the Sonar Network. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and Bad Dog Theater, and let's not forget Kaya Green in the <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for coming. It's been a lot of fun. We'll see you next time on the Bedpost Podcast. Bye! <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 